You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. This class is so remarkable. It was right here in this auditorium that I was with our students, with the faculty, March of 2020. And I said, I don't know what's going to happen, but before we're going to close down for the weekend here, and perhaps before the week is over, we'll find out that the college has to shut down with COVID. I got to that ramp right there, and they came in, and they said the college is shut down. It was a very hard moment for these students, but they endured. I respect this class. That was March, they went home, and we tried our best to just all of a sudden, last minute, teach online and teach classes live, and it was very awkward. I remember teaching and having 15, 16 men on this screen and then another screen and watching men all over the country and outside the country. It was very difficult for us. It was very, very difficult for them. The next semester, the government in this area would not let us meet together. Our church moved outside after uh, numerous fines, and we had church outside. It was just really the highlight of this church. It, it was amazing. In fact, the students downstairs in the auditorium below us said tonight, the thrill was COVID. In fact, they started to begin and said in the spring, which was last a year ago, January, they came back and we could not go inside. We were not allowed. We had tents all over out here. And they would come in the cold, and it was cold that winter. And I'd watch them around the fire pits. And I'd watch them hear a class next door, song leading, learn how to lead song. It was so frustrating. They had coats, they had blankets, they had fire pits. I watched our faculty all bundled up. It's a very difficult moment. The next moment, the government, and all that is wrong, by the way, government should not control the church. And next time around, it may be different. Government has never shut the church down one time in America's history until two years ago. Every time there was a pestilence or a world war in America or the Spanish flu, that killed more than COVID, they asked the churches to stay open. We've been duped. I thought it'd get quiet, but I said it anyway. We were allowed to go inside, but you could not eat inside. You could not have dining halls. You could not eat together. You had to go get some food, go in a mask, go in your room, eat by yourself. Could not date, but they endured. And that probably had to be the hardest. And then we came back and we were able to go to chapel with masks on in classes. God never designed these bodies to retain putrid air. God built us with an exhaust system here and here. You're not supposed to keep that putrid air inside. But there again, that's just God that decided how to do that. God and government are not always on the same page. I guess one is wrong. And I thank God for you young people. 
Thank God for who you are. Tonight I'm in my favorite New Testament book. It's the book of Philippians. And in chapter 4, I just want to give you one thought tonight, one verse. In Philippians chapter 4. The date was September the 1st, 1939. We entered into a blood bath that would take anywhere from 70 to 85 million people in death worldwide. I'm enamored with World War II. I love to study it. I love to read about it. The battle began on September 1st, 1939 and ended exactly six years and one day later on September the 2nd, 1945. But nearly 80 million people perished during that time. The women left home and went to the factories and began to build munitions. Car factories were changed into military installations where they built planes and armaments and guns and shipped them to their husbands and their boyfriends and to their fathers overseas. It's a hard time for women. It's a hard time for children as neighbor women would take different shifts and would babysit one another's children. And at the night shift, the other lady would go, Rosie the Riveter, very difficult time. But all through that time, our churches in that war grew in America. And preachers guided and God's people and mothers guided the home. The time came now where our boys, men, began to come home. It was 1946 and basically 47. It's a very exciting time. Automobiles had not been built for seven years. That's why nobody owned a 1944-45 Chevrolet because they weren't built. But they began to build the auto industry again, and it exploded. In my generation, I can remember seeing those 1950s automobiles. None like them. The 57 Chevy, the 55, the 56, the 53 Corvette. There was no classics made with the Fords. (laughs) But there are a lot of classics with General Motors. General Motors stands for God made. It's a wonderful time. All the industry of Ford and Chevy and Chrysler building these beautiful machines. And then the 60s and the space age. And 60 years ago, last February 20th, John Glenn orbited it for the very first time. A little capsule is about as big as this pulpit. I've seen it. Just a small thing. How a man had that kind of courage to get in that thing, I have no idea. And then we landed on the moon. In 19, summer of 1969, really that wasn't that far away removed from World War II. That generation was like no other generation. And I preached a message to our graduates last year on it, and I won't go there again. But I thank God for those men and women, my parents' generation, that lived through World War II. And then all of a sudden, not only was cars booming off the, off the uh, assembly line, 
But the World War II, post-World War II cars, began, uh, houses began to build. And I can go into any city in America, and I can always tell you, and probably most of you can too, there's a World War II house. There's a house on the sidewalk, they stamp them generally, 1953, 1957. I can take you to neighborhoods around here, 1956, 1949. And you can tell a World War, post-World War II house. Churches were aflame in the 50s. They were just on fire. Oh, Ohio was a leading state. Churches, mammoth churches going, and bus ministries starting, and soul winning, and worldwide missions like never before. It was an exciting, exciting time. Uh, that, that generation, uh, they were not victims. Uh, they were not negative people and hopeless people. They were not cowards. Uh, those were people of courage. Your parents and my parents and grandparents, courage and conviction and work ethic and driven. They were, they were wonderful people that set a great example of manhood and femininity. Wonderful. They were a people that embraced the verse that I'm going to give you tonight. And I want to lead this class with something I do with every graduating class, a small gift at the close in just a few moments that you carry with you. That gift will show you what the verse is. It's chapter 4 and verse number 13, please. I think you know it by heart. I can do all things. But if you know it, say it. You have your Bible open. Let's read it together. In Philippians chapter 4, please, verse 14. Ready? Begin. I can do... The second and the third word is what I lead to these graduates tonight, can do. Can do. This is a can do class. Well, it can't happen. Oh, it can happen. Anything can happen. I thank God that negativity and complaining and the victim mentality, hopelessness and discouragement is not in this class. Uh, there's a can do spirit. That is personal, it's, it's me. I want you to leave, that's, it's you as well. I want you to leave here just a little bit tonight with a can-do spirit. Go to a church, go to a city, go to a state, go to a mission station, and with a can-do attitude. We say, well, it can't be done here. Well, take can't out of your vocabulary. It can be done. God can raise up a great church. God can raise up great youth. I, I hear it all the time during COVID. Number one killer of teenagers was suicide. Suicide. Had a moment in their life where they have so much to live for, but they've been pushed that there's nothing to live for. That's why you're coming on the scene. Can do. You can reach those kids. Jails opened up to us. Jehovah, uh, juvenile halls have opened up to us. I want to say that, that young people are eager to hear something. They're looking for something. They're looking for you, and you're going to point them to Jesus Christ. He is the answer. May I say that you can do anything that you need to do with Christ. You can take it to, uh, to a church that's depressed and discouraged. You can take a winning side. Through the media, people here, the Lord has opened up prior to COVID, but with COVID, it exploded. Every country of the world, every state, 
Every major, every place is watching these services. It's not because of me, it's because of them. In fact, one lady said to me just last week, I was preaching out of town in Long Beach, and she said, Brother Treber, you look younger in life than you do online. You look old online. God bless you, ma'am. Thank you very much. I want you to know, young people, there's some place for you to serve, and God could use you. I can do. Ronald Reagan had a, a, a statement very similar to that, I believe based on this very scripture. He came when prime rate was 23.5%. Interest rates generally are two or one to two or three percent higher than that. He came when I remember having to get in all of our buses and the only gas station we could find on Monday morning was out in Melpitas. And in the late 70s and early 80s, we'd drive a line of buses out there and wait in line all morning on Monday morning, hoping to get gasoline because of the gasoline shortage. But when he came to power, he said, I want to tell you something. We are going to resist communism. We're going to resist the Middle East that's against our freedom and our liberty. And on day one, we had 444 soldiers released that were on a boat in the Middle East because they said, we don't want to contend with him. I can do, I can do, you can do. You can be a wife, you can be a mother, you can be a husband, you can be a father, you can be a preacher, you can be a, a coach, you can be a school teacher, you can be a principal, you can be a media director, you can be a whatever it may be, fill in the blank, I can do. You work for a pastor, he says, can you? Yes, I can. And then call somebody here and say, how do you do that? I'm saying tonight, don't have a defeated attitude. Well, America, it's too far gone. It's just too far gone. My grandfather was World War I. My father's era was World War II. What if those people had that spirit? What if those people had the spirit that it just can't be done? It's impossible. This is America, and it's over for America. Stop thinking it's over for America. And stop thinking that everybody hates one another. Oh, I know there's some nutcases. You might be sitting next to one. We have a wonderful thing in our city called once a year, you put all your garbage out on the streets. You were able to put it out last Saturday. They picked it up on Monday. You can mound it as high as you want to, and you can put anything out there, and it come. And I tell you, it's wonderful, because this guy takes something out. I watched the neighbor. One person took something out. And as soon as this neighbor, this neighbor came over here and looked at it and took it. It's wonderful. You recycle junk. Oh, they made a mess. They made a mess. The tractors came in yesterday, and they had things and debris and, and everything all over, and the street sweepers came and came and came, but it was still a mess. I got home last night. I saw the mess, and I wanted to hose off all my area. It just drove me crazy. But my neighbors are 85, and he used to clean up. But after this year's health problem, he can't do it. And I went out there because Christianity says, it says, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And I went out there and I scrubbed and I hosed the street and I got all that mud up and all that debris up. And there did I, I, I saw a lady with her car videoing me. 
and, and, and yelling at me after I got done because you can't use water. So I know I'm going to get a fine. I know she turned me in. But you know what? In America, our religion says, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Yes, you're going to deal with nutcases. They are everywhere. But you know what? Maybe that lady's going to become one day a great member of this church. I can do. There's nothing. If you can live through COVID and through tents and through cold and through hail, we actually had hail. I can do. I have so much more I want to say, but I know that I'm out of time. You, you can't take hope to a city. You can't take hope to a church. You can't take joy to a people. You can't take a, a Christian neighborly deed to a neighbor. You can't do that. But I want you to know as we close where the strength comes. I can do all things. Two more words through Christ. Esther said, I'm a queen in a foreign land. They're going to kill the Jews, but I'm going to stand with the Jews, and if I perish, I perish. Can do. She knew she served a living God. Twelve spies went out. Ten came back, says, can't do, can't do. And two, Joshua and Caleb said, can't do. And ten never made it in, and two made it in. The ten that can't do, can't do, they died, and their bones are in that wilderness. You know, Nehemiah was a prisoner of war and he heard the condition of his city, how they had invaded Jerusalem and they burned the gates, the, the, the walls and the gates were, uh, were, uh, were down with fire and it was all destroyed and two million Jews were exposed to animals, wild animals and the enemy. And when he heard those words in Nehemiah 1.4, he sat down and he wept and he passed it and he prayed and he mourned. But he said, I'm going to do something about this. That can-do spirit, he went and viewed the walls, and for three nights he walked around those walls, not telling anybody, he walked on them, and he came back and he said, I want to tell you something. You see the distress that we're in, how that Jerusalem lieth waste? Come, let us rise up and build. And they said, let's rise up and build. And in 52 days, they put a wall around a city that housed two million people. Can-do. Can-do. It's not over for America. Well, everybody hates the flag. A few folks do, most don't. Where everybody hates one another, red, yellow, black, brown, white. We don't like one another. I don't know what type of people you're talking about, but I tell you what, I'm well received. Jesus loves all the children, all the children of the world. And I say to you today that through Christ, we are more than conquerors. I'm on the winning side. I don't have to, I don't have to run and say, well, it's, it's impossible to see God reach teenagers today. Oh no, can do through Christ. Through Christ can do. I can have a radio ministry. Well, no, I can't do that. Well, yes, you can. Can do through Christ. Well, I need to build a building. Can't do it. The economy is so bad. Yes, but through Christ can do. When I was a I have so much, I'm, you, don't, you never know how much I cut out, I'm done. I won't tell you about Shackleton and what he was looking for. You can read it for yourself. But the war had ended, 1946. And a man by the name of Ira Stantfield wrote a little course. We don't need to turn there, but you probably were wondering why it was in your booklet tonight. It's on page number 19. 
He wrote it in 46. The war had just ended. And when I was a young person in the 50s, we were singing this little chorus. And as a teenager, we sang it in the 60s. God can do anything, anything. You know, he wrote it right after the war. When prior to that, the factories are closed down for cars, the building of the houses was finished, the homes are disturbed, dads were not there by the millions they were overseas. But God can do anything but fail. Don't let anyone or anything stop you, young people. It has to do more than you're just a Golden State graduate. It has to do with the fact that through Christ, anything can happen. You say, but I, I'm, I, I'm not a good speaker. I'm not eloquent. I might even stutter. Oh, sort of like perhaps one of the greatest men in world's history, they say. Our laws are made off of his writings, Moses. Our, our judicial branch is made off of the writings of the scripture of Moses. Our courts are made off of what he wrote. And they say if there's probably the five greatest men in world history, even historians say that are unsaved. Moses is one of those five. God can use you, young people. He used a stutter. He used an adulterer. David, a man after God's own heart. He used a cusser, Peter who cussed and swore at the cross, and yet days later he was preaching and 3,000 folks got saved. God can use you. But don't buy into this fatalistic attitude that it can't, it can't be done. It can be done. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.